We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, we are back Friday, May the 5th, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, your host of the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you all tuning in. It feels so good to be back in studio and back behind the microphone and most importantly, chatting with each and every single one of you. First thing, because I see Panic Ritter. Panic Ritter, it was great to meet you, my friend. On our cruise, what a random, random person to run into. Guys, in case you did not know, I ran into Panic Ritter on the cruise that I was just on, Panic Ritter. Appreciate you, my friend, and great to meet you finally in person. I see Travi, Alan Vaughn, uh, John Edward, Xavier, ATL Spurs, Todd Smith, Brendan GA. What's going on also, guys? Those in the Big Cock Club Discord. Head over to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there again, we have got a lot to get into here on this Friday, guys. And you know what's weird? I just mentioned this on Inside the Gamecocks, which, by the way, thank you so much to the guys for having me on Inside the Gamecocks. But uh, I just mentioned this. You know, you go on a cruise. I've gotten back. Dude, I find myself, like, I don't know if it's because, obviously, I was on the boat, whatever. We hit some choppy water. But I, I feel like I'm still on a boat right now. Like, I feel kind of wobbly, whatever. So, I'm going to try to not fall out of my chair. But uh, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that. But. It is a very, very weird feeling. So we're fighting through it, whatever, what have you. But again, guys, feels so good to be back in studio, back behind the mic. I missed you guys so freaking much. Vacation was a blast. The cruise is a lot of fun. We got to celebrate my sister's birthday. But truly missed each and every single one of you. I love this, guys. I love what I do. And so happy to be back in studio, especially kicking off a great weekend. So again, Appreciate y'all and looking forward to chatting with each and every single one of you. Of course, guys, as always, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go down the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play literally anything and everything college sports, pro sports, you name it. They've got it over at Price Picks. So many fans and listeners of the Daily Crone of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Price Picks, and you should as well. So again, go download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show, Sanji. Guys, obviously, we're starting the show a little bit later today. We'll go 1230 
to 2.30. Our friends over at Inside the Gamecocks wanted to get me on at noon, and obviously I wanted to make sure I took my time to be on the show. But do not fret. You will not lose out on any of the Daily Crow. 12.30 to 2.30. So we'll go that extra 30 minutes, if you will, to accommodate for the 30-minute late start today. Also excited because J.C. Sherbert will join us today at 115. We'll get all his thoughts and everything happening within Gamecocks football. Some interesting comments from Shane Beamer, what have you, but really excited to chat with J.C. at 115. Travi said he turns the big 44 today. Happy Cinco de Mayo to you all. Blessed to see another year go Gamecocks. Travi, happy birthday to our good friend Travis Rowell, a.k.a. Travi, I don't know if it's fair, if it's unfair, what have you, but Travis Rowell is the the OG Travi. I know there's a lot of Travises that tune in, but I don't know. For whatever reason, Travis Rowell has always been Travi. So that, that's just what it is. So Travi, happy 44th, my friend. Appreciate you all. I uh, appreciate you tuning in, my friend. Great stuff. Happy 44th indeed. Uh, Madison Duncan, I see you as well. See Youngblood Justin Langford. Appreciate you. Great to see you as well. Rick Foreman says, Takes me a couple of days to get rid of my sea legs after a cruise. It's pretty normal. Yeah, I've felt like really just wobbly. And like my body is is naturally accommodating for like a wave, like the weight shift, if you will. I already move around a lot in my show. Like I don't need to be moving anymore, right? So I think we'd all agree there. But anyways, we are taking your questions, your comments, your calls as well. 843-790-3377. Yes, guys, this is the real Spurs Up show. This is the real Spurs Up Show YouTube account. This is not the Spurs Up Show that was trying to impersonate yours truly during Shane Beamer and Travian Robertson's introductory press conference. So it's been a crazy week in a number of different ways. Yours truly, we go out of town, we go on a cruise, and, and all hell breaks loose on social media and on YouTube. And I mean, everywhere, anywhere and everywhere, it can, it can go crazy. It does go crazy. But the beauty's in the banter, guys. And the craziness is honestly a bit of a beautiful thing. We're rocking, we're rolling, and, and the bigger we get, the louder it gets. So it is what it is, and you, you roll with those punches. All right, let's go ahead, guys, and jump to the phone lines. Call from Robbie Davis, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing fantastic on this Friday. Glad to see you survived the cruise. Yes, I did. We, we survived and thrived, my friend. Had a really good time. Um, I know why you're calling in. I know why you're calling in. And for those in the comments, I'm going to go ahead and preface everything you're probably about to say. In case y'all missed it, I had my first <clears throat> I had my first Canes experience yesterday. And I got to say it was majestic. And I, was like, I, 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 I was skeptical. I was skeptical. <laughs> I, it was majestic. It was a majestic experience. It's not necessarily throwing shade at Zaxby's, but – I don't know, man. Oh, no, I, Canes, know, I, know. Canes, I, I like, think they knew I was coming, and they put on their best face, and they put out the best attendees they had available because those things were <laughs> epic. I will say this. Did you notice that the Canes sauce tastes almost identical, if not identical, to Zach's sauce? It's, it's not identical. It's, it's definitely not identical. I, I will say that. It tastes um, similar to me. I don't know. It, I mean, I mean, is there similar. is there some similarity? Yes, but it's certainly there's a difference for, <laughs> for sure. There's a difference for sure. Um, I will say anyways. this. I will say this. If I had to choose between Zaxby's, Raisin Cane's, or Chick Fil A, I'm choosing Raisin Cane's and Zaxby's over over Chick Fil A. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. That's 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 fair. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. 
Because to me, and I've had, I've had, I've had, obviously, all three of them are chicken places, okay? But when it comes to the chicken, mm-hmm. Raisin Cane's and Zaxby's is better than Chick-fil-A. Hopefully, my Mimi doesn't come running up the stairs and slap me across the head. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, because she loves Chick-fil-A. But, um, and also to preface what you just said, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I saw the post and I was like, of course, I was like, of course you tagged me in it. Duh. Knowing good and well, I'm going to see it because you tagged me in it. So I saw it and I was like, oh, okay. It's that kind of day today, isn't it? So I was like, okay, I'm going to respond. So I was like, I, so I was like, and, I, and so you, and I posted the picture of my, of my Hall of Fame plaque and I said, this is what Zaxby's has that Raising Cane's does not. And that is your boy. Robbie Davis, the Zaxby's Hall of Famer. Indeed, they they they've Zaxby's has got something that <laughs> that uh, Keynes is not. That's you as a Hall of Famer. So that's it for sure. Exactly. But anyways, I, I anyways let's I'm gonna talk, we're gonna talk about baseball now. Enough about food because I'm starting to get hungry. So anyway, <laughs> um, I think we will. I think. This weekend and next weekend are very vital to our success in the postseason for the baseball team. Okay, I I really believe that this coming weekend, with it getting down in the home stretch of the regular season, I wouldn't be surprised if we swept Kentucky. I think the next two weekends is where we need to prove a point that we're not just, this isn't just some flash in the pan season that we're having. This is legit Mm -hmm. and we are, we are here to stay and we're not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a huge weekend this weekend for sure. When you think about just the, the boost to your resume and I know Kentucky's not even ranked right now, you know, at one point they were, in the top 15, and they've sort yeah. of cooled off, right? They got swept last weekend by Vandy, lost two of three to A&M, lost two of three to LSU. But this is still a really high-quality ball club, 30 and 13 overall, and they sit fourth right now in RPI. South yeah. Carolina is number two. Uh, just to give some reference, Wake Forest number one, LSU number three, Vandy number five, Auburn number six, who you play next weekend. So, um, you know, it, yeah. when, when you get to the month of May and we are in the month of May and it's crazy, the SEC tournament just a couple of weeks away, you've got three regular season weekends left, including this weekend postseason implications and what it means for your seeding, what it means for the top eight national seed, what it means for the SEC tournament. Mm-hmm. All of that really yeah. starts to come into play. And it's a huge weekend for Kentucky as well, because, again, they sit there right now uh, 11 and 10. An SEC play, and this is a team that a couple weeks ago people were talking about. Maybe they could be a top eight national seed. You know, maybe they could they could do this, do that. Right now, they're not even being projected to host. So I'm sure Nick Mingione is telling his yeah. group, obviously, hey, if we're going to make a statement, we need to add something, a big boost to our resume. It's got to be this weekend. So you're going to get Kentucky's best shot, but I do think the Gamecocks will do enough to withstand yeah. it. Um, I, I don't think you're going to see South Carolina's pitchers have. Uh, the numbers will say that they had last week, especially from the starters, Sanders, Mahoney, and Matthew Becker. I think they'll all bounce back. I think this team will have enough. They'll have more punches than Kentucky does, and I think they will take two of three this weekend. Yeah. And even though we've had some times where we haven't played well, we have still, all season long, and I'm shocked I'm, st- I'm shocked about this, but we have 
getting the cover off of the ball. Mm -hmm. And like I said several weeks ago, you put that ball in the strike zone, you better pray to the good Lord that, that we don't hit it because if we get a hold of it, it could be going for a ride. Indeed. And it's not coming back. <laughs> so, I mean, it's basically the next several weeks. It's been, it's been like that all season, but pitch at your own risk. You know, so, so I mean, what are your so what are your predictions what, for the weekend, Robbie? What are your predictions before we, before we get you out of here? I want to hear what are your predictions for the weekend. Okay, first things first. Before I give you my predictions, happy birthday to Travis. Okay, happy birthday. Hope you have a fantastic birthday. My birthday is in twelve days. Good lord, I feel old. Happy early birthday. But uh, anyways, thank you. Mm. Hopefully, I will be seeing <clears throat> Shane Beamer on my birthday. Um, anyways, I think the magic number for us to get the dubs, okay, is seven to eight runs. So I think tonight we'll win seven to three. Tomorrow, same score, seven to three. And with it getting down in the nitty-gritty for the postseason, I think we get the sweep. So I got us winning seven three, seven three, and six to three. So I got us getting the sweep against Kentucky. Seven to three, seven to three, and six to three, my friend. I will take that. I think everybody would take a sweep this weekend. Would be huge, huge. You can win all three games. And I de and I definitely think Sanders will come <clears> in <throat> ready and raring to go, and he'll prove a point that he's still one of the best pitchers in the country because he knows he's got to get ready for the postseason. Yeah. So. Yep. But I'm going to go ahead and get off of here because I know you got JC coming up in a few and you probably want to get a couple more mm -hmm. callers. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and get off of here and I will talk to you on Monday. Mm -hmm. I love it. Robbie, sounds good, my friend. I appreciate you as always. All right. Thank you. Bye -bye. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from <clears throat> Robbie Davis. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, guys, you look at this weekend. So, Robbie Davis has got the sweep. You look at the weekend, though, what it means for – I talked about the postseason implications, right? Not just SEC tournament seeding, not just top eight national seed seeding, whatever, the postseason. How about for the SEC race as a whole? Right now, South Carolina, uh, they fall, I believe it's third in the conference. Third in the conference. Vanderbilt sits at 16-6. and six. They lost last night to the Alabama Crimson Tide, which – what an interesting situation going on in Tuscaloosa right now. But uh, Vanderbilt sits at number one at 16 and six. LSU is at number two at 15 and five. South Carolina then at 14 and six. You got Florida and Arkansas at 14 and seven. So everyone is chasing the Vanderbilt Commodores. So many things riding on this weekend, all the implications for the postseason, for the SEC race. This is a big one. Again, it's not that high-profile matchup that LSU was or Florida was or Vandy was, but anytime you can go on the road in the SEC and win two of three, that's a very big deal, as we all know, and uh, certainly you don't take that for granted anytime you go on the road. So uh, Gamecocks get to bounce back in a big way. I know I saw the comments. <clears throat> excuse me. I saw the comments from – let me get back to this. From Graham Holden. And I will say this, I will say this admittedly that, yeah, I did not get to see. I watched the game, of course, on Friday, uh, watched the game, of course, on Friday, did not get to see a whole lot, if any at all, on Saturday and Sunday, Graham. So to your point, 
I, I went off the numbers and what I saw and a little bit of highlights that I saw, but Graham says, you know, our pitchers, I wouldn't say our pitchers had an off week. The hitters were in their bag. They're the best hitting team we faced all year. And you definitely, Graham, give credit to Auburn. You, I mean, you give credit to the team you're facing. I'm not trying to just pile on the pitchers, if you will, but uh, the numbers are what the numbers are, right? And all three, I, I would say none of the three had quality starts. So the emphasis for me this weekend, it's on the starting pitching, right? It's on the starting pitching. Will Sanders has to set the tone. And all three of those guys set the tone in each of their respective ball games, each of their respective starts. It sounds so simple, and it's a cliche, though, because it's true. Dominant starting pitching, it's what you need to win and win big. So you need all three of your guys, Sanders, Mahoney, and Becker. You need all three of them to be at their best this weekend. Uh, let's see. John Edward, what's going on? Uh, Stephen well, Bordell. Stephen Bordell. What's up, Chris, and TDC? Lynn Turner, need to get some big sticks back. Healthy, love that we have some guys to plug in, but the replacements are not as consistent. Well, for sure, Lynn. I mean, there's a reason guys are starters. There's a reason starters are starting, and guys that don't start, don't start, right? But you've got depth. You've got quality depth. I'm really curious and intrigued to see Caleb Denny. How much of a look does he get this weekend after going 7 of 9 against the Auburn Tigers, right? Had a huge weekend, and we talked about that could be a piece that I think will help you down the stretch. You know, guys like Denny, guys like Jonathan French, right? You look at Kentucky, and what do they like to do? They like to run on the base pass. The different style of ball, you're going to need Cole Messina and French behind the dish to be at their best for sure. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from? John Edwards. <clears throat> John Edwards, what's up, man? How are you? Good. You doing good, bro? I'm doing fantastic, man. I appreciate you asking what's going on. No, I'm just chilling for the day. Um, so, yeah, I uh, – well, I was at the game, obviously, on Wednesday against West. Mm-hmm. John, you there, my guy? So I think it was – There we go. Yeah, that's my bad. So, we went looking for the ball that French hit on Wednesday. Because <laughs> uh, he got room out there behind Winthrop's ballpark. And so we went looking for it. Me and Ethan, actually, and, and a bunch of other kids went looking for it. And so we found the ball. And it actually wasn't the one French hit. But we found the ball. And one, I'm like, yeah, take it. So I had the ball with me the rest of the game. Hung around. And I actually got the ball we found signed by Ethan Petrie, Michael Braswell, Dylan Burr, and Monty Lee. Wow. Okay. Congratulations. You had a good night. Very good. You know, yeah, I got to talk about three of the players and the acting head coach because obviously Kingston wasn't in the dugout per se because mm-hmm. obviously he got ejected. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because Sunday I was who I know you were on the cruise and everything, but who was it that Kingston was arguing the check swing on? Was that Dylan Brewer? Uh, I, mean, Caleb, I can't remember Caleb, who. Caleb Denny was up to bat when that happened. Yeah, Caleb Denny was up to bat. That Denny, okay, yeah, Caleb Denny, and yeah, obviously it was a bad call and. Kingston freaking lost it. Can you freaking blame him? No, but yeah, uh, uh, like yeah, like yeah. Look with Auburn, and I know we got Kentucky this weekend, but with uh, the whole thing with Auburn, he's like we didn't. Get, yeah, you lost the series, but you didn't get swept. It's like it's my whole thing. I kind of looked at it in the just positive way. You didn't get swept by Auburn, and then you beat Winthrop Wednesday, and then you move on to Kentucky. So yeah, I mean. We the, the stadium, yeah, obviously the feed you probably couldn't see on the feed on Wednesday because Wednesday it was pretty much sold out. Mm. Yeah, and that's, then, that's, like, a, that's a beautiful, that that's a beautiful ballpark. Win. Yeah, that's a beautiful ballpark. And, and I will say to your no, point, yeah, just to yeah, echo we, to it, it was uh, 
Now, it was huge to get that Sunday win. It, it was huge to get that Sunday win no, uh, to avoid the sweep. I mean, just for momentum purposes, for just – I mean, you know, you never want to get swept, right? It's it's. I mean, losing a series, is it's disappointing for sure, especially on your home field, but it's it's those sweeps – good or bad, right, whether you sweep or you get swept, that, that really throw your season uh, for a loop, if you will. So you want to avoid getting swept at all costs Definitely. if you have a bad weekend. Uh, I mean, if you can go through a season without getting swept, I think you, you've accomplished or you, you've, you've done something positive with your season for sure. So, no, getting that Sunday win was huge, man, just for keeping up momentum. And, uh, you know, obviously you want to bounce back in a big way this weekend and at minimum win two of three. But that Sunday win was big for sure. Definitely not getting swept, and I don't think we've gotten swept at all this year. I mean, we swept some people. I don't think we've gotten swept on our end, fingers crossed. But, um, yeah, so, um, well, hey, uh, I just want to call him real quick. It's good to have you back. I had to kind of – I'll just say this real quick. I'm probably get out of here. I really had to adjust but what I was listening to at work all week, just not having your show, which I totally get. I'm saying, you, you know, you want to get out of town. But I'm like, I got to adjust my week. So, I, I got through it, but – uh I was still in Ethan on Wednesday. I'm like, I gotta get through this week, man. Yeah, no, dude. And we, and we had a uh, yeah, we had, but, yeah, we had a good time, man. The whole reason we went on the cruise was to celebrate my sister's birthday. She had sparked the idea gotcha. a couple of months ago, yeah. and so we had a good time. It was great to celebrate her birthday and had family and friends all with us and had a good time. But yeah, man, for sure. I mean, I, I love what I do and I love TDC and love talking with you guys. And so I missed the show as well, man. I was, you know, the first couple of days it was great. Obviously, not having you know my phone for the majority of the day, being detached. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I get antsy. I, I get antsy to jump back into the show and talk Gamecocks and talk with you guys. And the beauties and the banter, and I truly miss it. So, it's good to be back, my friend, and I appreciate you calling in. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, bro. Uh, I won't call in real quick, and uh, you have a good rest of your weekend. Yeah, man. John Edward, you do the same, man. Appreciate you. Great stuff from John Edward. And, guys, like I said, it feels good to be back. I, I love what I do. Uh, <laughs> I love what I do, man. It's It's – you know, I, I tried to be as consistent as possible with the content, even while I was on the cruise ship. I mean, it's it's why I literally bought Wi-Fi if you will, so I could just post something, post anything. But, uh, you know, I, I lean on this show, this two-hour segment, if you will. I lean on this to supplement content uh, a great deal. And, and so not having it was just a weird feeling. And, of course, also, like, I love this in regards to the the banter, right? And it helps us stay in the loop and and uh, and talk about different subjects and different things, and it's just so much fun. So, again, I appreciate each and every single one of you. It's always a blast. Jeremy Wardell, what's going on? Appreciate you. Graham Holden says, those were just the most frustrating games I've watched all sports combined in a long time. Why does Auburn decide to be superheroes right when they play us? I was convinced they were stealing our signs. Well, Graham, I mean, they're a good baseball team. To your point, they are a good baseball team, and – I mean, in the SEC, man, anybody can beat anybody. That, that's what makes this South Carolina season so special, that the Gamecocks have been as good as they have been. So uh, it's a big weekend this weekend, no doubt. It's a big weekend this weekend, no doubt. I uh, need to put that one behind you. Obviously, again, you can get away with having one bad weekend or a couple of bad games, but the last thing you want to see is you don't want to see that become a trend, if you will. So, And I, and I think this group will buck that trend. I think you'll see the starting pitching be much better. I think South Carolina will – return to form, if you will. And I, and I think they – I think this is a very sweepable weekend, I'll tell you that. But I think Kentucky also, again, they're a really good ball club. Almost took two of three from LSU, uh, two of their three losses. I know Vandy swept them, but two of three of their losses were really, really close. So, it's a dangerous Kentucky team. And like many teams in the SEC, dangerous is a good way to describe them. But what I think is so interesting – what I think is so interesting about this series – you look at South Carolina and Kentucky, 
it's two very different styles of getting the job done, swinging the stick, right? You look at the Gamecocks, it's power. And I know there's been productivity mixed in, but it's power. 98 home runs on the year at the top of college baseball. Kentucky's only hit 28 bombs. 28, that's it. So 98 to 28, how have they gotten the job done on the base pass? 70 of 92 in stolen bases. And I know we've talked about this before, but especially there's even more emphasis on this this weekend. With some things changing up in the infield due to injury, Cole Messina's playing third, he's playing first, what have you. Jonathan French is getting much more action. He's my key game cock of the weekend. I think you need a big weekend from Frenchy. He's been really, really good defensively for you, and I think that'll continue. But controlling the running game, and this is why you added a guy like Jonathan French, because you need that quality depth at the catcher spot. You can't just get through a season most of the time with just one guy at some point. It will expose you, and it will bite you. So they got a couple guys in their lineup that if they get on the base pass are really, really dangerous. They're lethal with their legs. You've got to control the running game in order to limit the damage and limit the high-pressure innings, if you will. And also, I expect Jonathan French to have a couple situations where he comes up, guys on base, and you need that big knock, if you will. So Jonathan French, just one of those depth guys. He hasn't been an everyday guy, but someone I think certainly right now, and as we get into the postseason, is going to make a big impact. He needs to make a big impact this weekend, not just swinging the stick, but helping control the running game as well. And Kentucky's always been a really weird place to play also. So uh, Gamecock fan says, you heard about the Alabama coach getting fired. Yes, yes, that's a crazy, crazy situation. Crazy situation. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Austin Gregory, wonder how Robbie Davis is taking the news about raising canes. He just called in. I think he's all right. I think he's all right. The only thing he said was that uh, Zaxby's has something that raising canes does not. That is him as a Hall of Famer, which is very true, which is very true, by the way. Um, Madison, what's South Carolina's home run record for the total season? I'd have to look it up. I I want to say it was probably probably the 2007 team. Um, let's see. I don't know if that's something I could find right now. There's somewhere they've got it. I, I, I'd have to do some digging, but there is somewhere that uh that has it so anyways anyways I, I would imagine that 07 team it was over 100 for sure so we're not quite there yet uh we're not quite there yet but um yeah either way either way let's see yeah to get mark kingston back this weekend by the way cheers to that uh you get mark kingston back And I'm just happy to be plugged back in, honestly, because it was it was tough. Obviously, I was not watching every single pitch of the Auburn game Saturday and Sunday, and so trying to do post game reactions, I, I did the very best I could with the uh, with the limited action that I got to see. Also, try to do as best I could in regards to social media, keeping people up to date. Uh, so again, the, the the cruise, the vacation was nice. Again, celebrating my sister's birthday was awesome. But I'm I'm really really happy and excited to be plugged back in. Uh, love what I do, guys. And we are really getting into the heat of things. It's a very busy month of May. I flipped my calendar this morning. Uh, just a couple of weeks, man. Just a couple of weeks. We'll have the SEC tournament coming up. Uh, the regionals will get going end of this month and going into the month of June. Also, May the 25th is 100 days until kickoff. So we'll start our countdown to kickoff on social media, which is always a good time. Uh, so looking forward to that, guys. Really, really exciting stuff in the month of May. Um Monty Lee is now 1-0, yes, because <laughs> he filled in that Wednesday game 
I guess you could say that uh, Monty Lee is indeed 1-0. So, Lynn Turner, how close is Petrie to the SEC freshman home run record? Uh, I'd have to look. I'm not exactly sure. Oh, for, for South Carolina, Yaron Peters said it. 29. 29 is the home run record. Uh, I think for just anybody. I don't think that's a fresh. That's not a freshman record. He broke the freshman record. Um, that's not a freshman record. That's that's the South Carolina season record. That's the South Carolina season record. Guys, again, we will have J.C. Sherbert on the show at 115. J.C. Sherbert on the show, 115. Talk all thing Gamecock. So get your questions, comments, and calls in here before them. Of course, we will go live at 2.30. We'll go live at, or excuse me, go live at 2.30. We will go live until 2.30. Go live until 2.30 uh, to make up for the 30-minute delay that we had because we were on inside the Gamecocks this morning. But again, guys, Feels so good to be back. Also, podcast did drop this morning, episode 781. Thank you all so much for being flexible, for rolling with the punches. Um, You know, of course, delayed the show because we were traveling, and I thought to myself, you know what? I'd rather just get back in studio, record the show. But I did record a podcast on a cruise ship, which was a lot of fun, I will say. Had a really, really good time doing that. That was a first, and will probably be the only time that I ever do that. But either way, Podcast drop this morning, episode 781, a full breakdown of this weekend against the Kentucky Wildcats. So, really, really good stuff. Gamecock, Fanatic, it would be so nice to be in the top four of the SEC at the end of that because I'm tired of going home on Tuesday in the SEC tournament. We need that bye. Yes, for sure. And the Gamecocks are in a good position right now. South Carolina's in a really, really good position to do that. Um, you obviously sit right now in the top four in the SEC Got to keep winning, though. Got to keep winning. I mean, you look Vandy against 16 and 6, LSU 15 and 5. Then there are the Gamecocks at 14 and 6, Florida and Arkansas both at 14 and 7. So I would say it is it is those five teams fighting for four spots. Uh, left on your slate, of course, you've got the Arkansas Razorbacks next weekend at Baum. And then you've got Tennessee coming to town, who all of a sudden has gotten red hot as they sit 11 and 10 in conference play. Guys, how about this, though? All six ranked SEC teams are on the road this weekend. So, safe to say, and Vanderbilt lost last night, right, to Alabama. Safe to say that the SEC standings are going to look a little bit different after this weekend. I think there's going to be a little bit of a shakeup because all six on the road, you got to think somebody is going to get snake bit in an opposing stadium. No question. No question. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Jacob E. says, as long as we secure a top eight national seed, doesn't matter if we lose early in the SEC tournament, we might as well take a week off to get healthy and reset. I mean, Jacob, to your point, you know, you're a top eight national seed. The SEC tournament does nothing for you. The SEC tournament does nothing for you. Um, yeah, I mean, it really doesn't. It, it does nothing for those top teams that have already locked up top eight national seed. But it would be fun to make a run, right? Because I'm the same as you guys. I'm 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 tired of going two and Q and Hoover. It's it's something where I mean, you get so jacked up and fired up for the SEC tournament. There's so much great baseball. I mean, it's it's just as fun, if not even more fun, than Omaha in, in the sense of the quality of baseball that's being played. And uh, we don't ever really get to enjoy it for all that long. I, I think, not to make a prediction too far down the road, 
I want to believe that's going to change this year. You know, I know the Gamecocks historically, even at their best, even at their best, have uh, have not had much success, much success, if any success if at all in Hoover. Even those 10 and 11 teams. I mean, they basically went two and Q or were there for three games top. So, you know, we'll see if that continues. I mean, maybe the Gamecocks just cursed in Hoover. I mean, if you're a top eight national seed, does it really matter? No. But uh, you'd love to see them make a run, man. Add some wins. Just continue to add wins to your – to your uh, to your resume, if you will. So, anyways, I don't know. James Kendall says, "Older I get, the more taking time off seems to be a curse. Rather make a run in the tournament for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, for sure, James Kendall. I mean, you you want to stay hot. I mean, a, a hot baseball team, a hot baseball team. You want to keep playing. You know, you 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 are itching to get back out there and play every single day, and you you want that sleep to go by fast, so you can get to the next baseball game. So." No, I, I totally understand it, man. You don't want to go on some long hiatus, if you will, when you lose. But it hasn't hurt some of the best teams in school history. If anything, James, you get to rest your pitching. You, you do get to rest your pitching, so I guess that's the benefit of it. But uh, And Lynn Turner says, I must confess, I don't even watch the SEC baseball tournament. You should, Lynn. You should, Lynn. It is a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's the best baseball you're going to get. It is the best baseball you're going to get. Absolutely. It's the best baseball you're going to get. So, um, Madison, you'll be at the South Carolina Charlotte game. Tickets for May the 16th. My first game ever. How about that, Madison? You're going to have a good time. You're going to have a great time, Madison. Definitely enjoy yourself. Uh, definitely enjoy yourself for sure. Yeah, Graham Holden, the Will Tippett bomb was big for him. No doubt. No doubt it was. It was very big. It was very big for sure. It was very big. Yeah, you you want to get a guy like Tippett going. I think he's a really, a really talented freshman. A, a really talented freshman. I know he's obviously been off to kind of a slow start to his career, but somebody I think could help this ball club and have a nice career in Garnet and Black. So, anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Here on this Friday, May the 5th, TGIF. And, guys, let me say again, thank you all so much for the continued love and support. Um, you know, I mentioned this this morning and you guys see it, obviously I'm not going to highlight anything specifically, but especially Twitter, it's crazy how this is a Twitter exclusive thing. And I think what, what's kind of funny is the psychopaths on Twitter. They think that if I deleted my Twitter, they would be victorious and whatever it is they're trying to accomplish, get TSUS wiped off the internet, get us canceled, what have you like we still have almost 30,000 on Instagram and 40. Our biggest platform is at this point is literally Facebook. 40,000 followers on Facebook. So it's not like TSUS would go anywhere, but it's, it's, it's so intriguing how Twitter, and again, I've embraced it, but it's an incubator of madness, right? It's an incubator of madness. So I know you guys see on the day in, day out basis, which my entire Twitter timeline at this point, all of my tweets look like this. My tweet and then just this tweet is muted. This tweet is muted. This tweet is muted. Like, everything's muted on Twitter, which is a beautiful thing. If you haven't tried it, you definitely should. It makes the Bird app much more enjoyable. But the point that I made this morning, and I'll reinforce, guys, thank you all so much because the love and the support, it always outweighs the madness and the negativity and the nonsense. So, and we could not have reached the, the heights we have reached, and we will not continue to reach the heights that we continue to reach without that love and support. The love and support always overshadows. It is above all else. And so, again, 
Thank you all so much for rocking with us. I truly appreciate you all. That being said, let's go ahead and jump into uh, our first break of the day. On the side, we will have J.C. Sherbert for his weekly appearance, guys. Thank you all so much for tuning in again. Going to jump into this break. More on the side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. Slide. All right, guys, we are back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. You may have just heard me say, got to change that last slide because the TSUS Spring Tour is officially in the books. And I want to say thank you so much to those that came out, guys. We had a successful tour all across the state, and we are already in the works of planning the summer tour, which will take place probably the second half of, uh, excuse me, the month of July will take place late July all throughout the month of August. I uh, actually got a meeting with Carolina Alehouse early next week to set that up and extend the partnership and do everything else. So uh, also, guys, I didn't even really announce this, or maybe I did on TDC briefly, but uh, we have re-upped and actually uh, increased, I'll say, our partnership with our friends over at Prize Picks. That is a increased financial commitment that is an increased commitment from them to our show so again thank you all so much prize picks loves the work we've done for them the value we've driven for them and also the engagement they felt their engagement they've said uh the tsus promo code that's being used just how much of our audience is actually using the services they speak on they love the engagement numbers and it was a no-brainer for them to continue forward so thank you all so much for that really really good stuff uh, and again, appreciate you all tuning in. Like I said, guys, three minutes, we will have J.C. Sherbert of the Big Spur of Inside the Gamecocks. Really excited to chat with him. Really excited to chat with him. Um, anyways, let's see. Guys, 843-790-3377. Any questions, comments, calls, you can text that number, what have you. Uh, of course, South Carolina beginning a big series tonight in Lexington, and I will tell you this, by the way, the live stream watch-alongs will return next weekend. I'll go ahead and get that out there. South Carolina will take on Arkansas on the road. We will do live stream watch-alongs for all three of those games. So be sure, guys, stay tuned for all the details coming out. Also, uh, the SEC tournament upcoming. I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do at minimum, we'll do live stream watch-alongs. I, I really would love to go to Hoover. Um, I'd love to go to Hoover. I, you know, I'm kind of weighing my options. Is it really necessary to go down there on day one or what have you? If South Carolina makes it to Saturday or Sunday, for sure, the championship rounds, if they make it to Saturday or Sunday, then uh, undoubtedly, we will be down there in Hoover, but uh, just stay tuned again. Really excited to get back on the live stream watch-along grind. Going to be a lot of fun. No live stream watch-alongs this weekend, but we will be tuned into all three games and taking in the baseball taking place in Lexington, Kentucky. Will Corb, my guy, what's going on? Appreciate you tuning in. Thank you so much, Will. Great to see you here on this Friday, TGIF. Um, let's see. Jeremy Wardell Petrie graduated early. He's actually supposed to be a high senior in high school right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Can you imagine him hitting high school pitching? I did not know that, Jeremy. I did not know that. I absolutely did not know that. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy, man. I know that, you know, Ethan Petrie went into a bit of a micro slump, if you will. But uh, the season he's having is, I mean, it's it's still just extremely special. So, you know, you're going to need him. You're going to need Cole Messina. going to need Caleb Denny. going to need Carson Horner. All hands on deck this weekend, right? To You know, you need guys like Gavin Cassis to really pick it up and get rolling. What a great weekend. This is a lefty-friendly ballpark. What a great weekend for a guy like Gavin Cassis to get it rolling, man. What a great weekend for a guy like Gavin Cassis to get it rolling. So, uh, anyways, anyways, guys, really excited. J.C. Sherbert joining us in the next minute or so. Um, joining us in the next minute. And, guys, I will say this again, no matter what your comments are, whether you love us, you hate us, or somewhere in between, never stop commenting. Never stop swinging. As long as they're swinging up, I can live with that. I can live with that. Please never stop swinging. I pray that they never stop swinging. Uh, anyways, let's see. J.C. Sherbert upcoming here in just a second. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. Episode 781 of the podcast dropped this morning. Be sure to check it out. A full series preview of this weekend. Gamecocks in Kentucky. Lexington always been kind of a weird place to play. Been kind of a weird place to play for South Carolina baseball. And I don't know if it's because you look at Kentucky and you're like, okay, you know, it's Kentucky. They're not LSU. They're not Auburn. Or excuse me. They're not, uh, you know, they're not Arkansas. They're not Florida, Vandy, your traditional powers and so I don't know if that plays into it at all I don't know if Lexington's just a a weird place but Kentucky it seems like it's always presented challenges I'm not just talking recently because I know in 2021 you got the sweep up there I mean I'm talking we had on uh Drew Crisp on the show and he was telling me Chris you know back in 07 we played there and just how tough it was and for whatever reason like Kentucky gave us problems uh at least in Lexington it's just always been kind of a strange place. So we'll see if that continues or if South Carolina can obviously uh, continue what we saw in 2021 and uh, have a successful weekend. Guys, with that being said, with that being said, we are going to close up the phone lines here because we do have our good friend, J.C. Sherbert of Inside the Gamecocks, Big Spur. He joins the show, J.C., What's going on, my friend? Great to have you back on. Thank you once again for being flexible with your schedule and excited to chat with you. What's going on? Absolutely, Chris. Uh, should be a uh, a nice weekend uh, in sports in general with the Kentucky Derby and all that. And the Gamecocks have some business 
on the diamond uh, in the state of Kentucky as well. So uh, really looking forward to, to getting this thing cranked up because uh, the weather's finally warm where I'm at and uh, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to, I'm going to do some grilling and uh, hang out and have a, a good sports Saturday. Sounds like a great week. And I also want to say, JC, thank you for allowing JB and I to really just steal the conversation whenever I jump on. It seems like we it seems like we kind of get on a roll with the baseball side of things. And I just see you kind of kind of sit back and like just just let them just let them rock, man. <laughs> just let well, them rock. I, I've got I've got thoughts about baseball, but you guys yeah, both I mean, I didn't play past sixth grade. Uh I got robbed of the all-stars that year, by the way, because I had six home runs. But uh uh, I was, I was, I played football and basketball. So it, it, it's a sport that I dearly love and I love to follow, but you know, sometimes when you're getting ready for a big series like this, it's, it's in my, in my shoes, it's just best, best to let the guys that have been there, uh, take control of the conversation. And those segments are great. I always learn something. So, uh, that's really no problem. No problem at all. Well, JC, let's start there. Then we're on the topic of baseball, and I, you know, as I mentioned on, on your show, which again I appreciate you guys having me on, was really happy we were able to make it make it work today. Obviously, but uh, you know, we're in the month of May now, and the SEC regular season's always hot, but especially now you've got three regular season weekends left. JC, I was just taking a look at the SEC standings right as a whole because South Carolina, when you talk about the implications of this weekend, and you know, we all talk about the postseason top eight national seed. How about the race for the SEC crown as a whole? You know, Vanderbilt sits right now 16-6 and six after losing game one last night to Alabama, which what a crazy story coming out of Tuscaloosa and that Alabama squad beating up on Vanderbilt. That was a hell of a win last night. We'll see if they can continue it. But Vandy sitting 16-6, and six, LSU at 15-5. and five. Then you've got the Gamecocks at 14-6, and six, and then Florida – and Arkansas at 14 and 7. Of course, South Carolina will travel to Fayetteville next weekend to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. So there's a lot, JC, on the line this weekend. Also, it's a South Carolina team that's looking to bounce back from a really disappointing weekend against the Auburn Tigers last weekend. One that, you know, JC, I don't want to say that we saw it coming because I, I thought South Carolina would get the job done, but it didn't totally shock me just because of what you were coming off of three high profile weekends. And then here comes the unranked Auburn Tigers. And it was almost like Auburn kind of snuck up on you. And it was the perfect storm. Your starting pitching struggled. What have you tip your cap to them? Mark Kingston gets ejected in the Sunday game, right? Monty Lee served as your head coach on Wednesday at Winthrop. So fans will say, Hey, Monty Lee's one to know his head coach. now." Anyways, Mark Kingston returns for this weekend. Just talk about what you're looking forward to outside of a series win for South Carolina in your mind, where do the Gamecocks need to, I don't know if improves the right word, but, but what do you need to see most in this club to make sure they have a bounce back weekend and take care of their business in Lexington? Well, I think obviously the starting pitching has to be better. They, they got, uh, you know, I think you said earlier, it's almost like winning the lottery that all three of those guys, Becker and Mahoney and Sanders all had, you know, some of the worst starts they've had. Auburn jumped all over them. They're very aggressive uh, at the plate. They had a good plan coming in and you could almost, can almost feel it by, you know, some of Butch Thompson, who's the Auburn's head coach, uh, some of his comments during the week, he had kind of a weird confidence about him. And this is about the time last year Auburn got hot and Auburn ended up in Omaha. So uh, there is some precedent there for that particular school to get hot. But uh, I think the stat was 19 runs given up by Gamecock starting pitching last week and only five by the bullpen. Um, and you got to give your bullpen a chance. I mean, you, you got to get them – there, uh, you know, you need longer starts by these guys. Don't need them to get knocked out. Don't need them to give up four or five runs in the first inning. Because I, I'll, I'll say this, Kentucky's a, a team that's 
aggressive on the base path, base path, base paths, man, base paths. <laughs> uh, they like to run. Uh, they're kind of a little bit of a small ball type team, but man, they've been they've been struggling scoring runs lately. I mean, they haven't exactly lit it up uh, in their last few games. Uh, they got swept last weekend. Um, it, it just uh, you know lost two or three to Texas A and M, and you know I got shut out by Louisville in the midweek. But last week against Vandy, which I think Vandy has a comparable pitching staff to South Carolina, four runs, three runs, two runs uh, down in Nashville. And so, you know, this isn't a team that uh, has shown the ability, at least the last couple of weeks, uh, to go out there and win a bunch of games and score a bunch of runs. So uh, it could be a chance to get healthy if if the trends continue uh, for Kentucky at the plate. They are pretty good at pitching. they got a pretty good staff. And with a lot of the Gamecocks everyday players, banged up still, you know, scoring runs may end up being a challenge. I, I think the, the good news for South Carolina is every year, I mean, almost in every situation this year, at some point you've had some guy step up. I, I don't know. Uh, I was watching the game. I was in Charleston on Sunday watching the game with JB. Uh, we were both astonished that Will Tippett hit a three-run dinger to, to, to win the game. I mean, that was – if that's not somebody stepping up coming out of nowhere, I don't know what is. I think he was hitting 130 before that, uh, and had another home run against Winthrop the other night. So uh, that's got to continue for the Gamecocks to put runs on the board against a pretty good pitching staff. Uh, and then I think that the whole key to the series is, what are you going to get out of Sanders? What are you going to get out of Mahoney? What are you going to get out of Matt Becker on Sunday? Three really quality starts, these guys pitching up their potential. Uh, and I think the Gamecocks not only have a chance to win the series, but maybe even sweep just considering – uh, kind of what a, a, a rut Kentucky's in. And I'll tell you this right now, they, they got to kind of feel like their back's against the wall, Chris, a little bit, because after this, they play Tennessee. Tennessee's red hot right now, and they got to go to Knoxville. The balls have struggled on the road, but they've been good at home. And then they end up with three games against Florida, which is a um, SEC contender as well. So um, these last nine for the Wildcats sitting there at 11 and 10, even though they're like fourth in the RPI, are going to really determine a lot. There's a wide delta as to where this Kentucky Wildcat baseball team could end up as far as the NCAA tournament goes. Uh, And South Carolina needs to narrow that in the negative quite a bit this weekend uh, to get their season back on track. Anytime you lose a series, I think uh, it's just like losing a game. Bounce back, bounce back, bounce back. Uh, It's not been an easy place to play over the years, but uh, you you go up there and go two and one, go take your shot against Arkansas, and you got the Vols coming in. at the, the last weekend, I think if you're South Carolina, you want to be in the discussion for the SEC heading into that against Tennessee. Yeah, adversity is guaranteed in this game, JC. It's all about how you respond. And, of course, South Carolina will have a great opportunity to do that. And you never know. We might look back and say maybe that Auburn weekend was one of the best things that happened to this ball club just to give them sort of that renewed focus. I mean, you see sometimes teams take that. They're able to, you know, sort of uh, – sort of trampoline off that and turn it into something positive, if you, if you will. And, of course, Kentucky, I, I think they've probably got to go to really feel good about their chances. They've got to go, I'd probably say, at minimum, at minimum three and six in the next nine, mm-hmm. probably four and five to really secure your spot, even with as good as their RPI is. Um, you guys had – excuse me, you guys had Mark Kinks on the show earlier this week, correct? What, Monday or Tuesday, I believe it is? 
Oh, it was last week. Last week, last week y'all had him yeah. on. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah we had okay. Stuart Lake on today. Stuart Lake, and, uh, okay. Derek Scott was on when, too, when, yeah. when you talk to those guys, I mean, you know, we all feel confident right now about the ball club. But, I mean, what's their feeling? Like, what do you sense, like, the confidence level is? I know right now they're dealing with tons of adversity, moving a bunch of pieces around, the injuries. It's felt like they've they've started to almost pile up. People are just trying to get guys healthy. Like, what's the overall mood from the conversations you've had with Kingston? And then, of course, Stuart Lake, who's got a really good – feeling on the pulse of the program it's kind of chris it's kind of interesting because I, I think mark kingston has had you know a, a lot of people credit monty lee for coming in and fixing the hitting and, and he deserves all the credit in the world for uh being the great hitting coach he is and kind of revamping some approaches at the plate and you know he, he's been a lot to the program no doubt but i also think mark kingston deserves credit this year because he sort of changed his approach a bit uh, and his approach is just kind of like that guy that, that's leading the, 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 the cat. He's the captain of the boat and it's like full steam ahead. No matter what, he, he doesn't let things bother him. Um, you know, he, he's honest. Hey, it, it's not, uh, it's not the, the best scenario in the world, but we just got to push through it and, and, and go, uh, with all these injuries and stuff. And, and, and I think him sort of maintaining that leadership, uh, has been a big key. And, and also uh, him kind of being a little more loose with his team. Uh, these guys have fun playing the game. You can tell that it's back to that old Carolina never say die baseball spirit that we've all become accustomed to, you know, through the great years. Um, and teams like that, Chris, are able to overcome adversity. And you mentioned that it, it, it's, it's not that you want to avoid adversity because ultimately it will happen. It's how you respond to it. Uh, that's the case in life, to be honest with you. I mean, it's, it's kind of the, the secret sauce to life, if you will. And so it's applicable to sports and especially baseball. Uh, and I think Kingston himself deserves a lot of credit of getting this team to remain focused on bouncing back, you know, flush it, let's move on. Um, you know, they could have uh, uh, lesser teams in previous years, uh, would have probably packed it in once they got behind early against Auburn again for the third straight game. Uh, but they didn't. They came back. They got an unlikely hit, an unlikely hero, and uh, and salvaged it. And then, you know, one up at Winthrop and uh, are now going to Kentucky. So I, I think that as far as the mindset goes, it's really, really good still. Uh, and I think uh, the head coach deserves a lot of credit for that. Yeah, JC, again, you make a great point on that Sunday-Auburn game and the resiliency that it takes to, after two really rough days to start the weekend, and you're already down and out, right? You can't win the series on Sunday. And to have that resiliency to battle back and find a way to get that dub because they all count just the same, right? They they all add up at the end of the year to avoid the sweep and get that win. I mean, I, I think you and I would both agree a sweep on your home field would have been a, a, a massive blow to, to, to what you've done to this point. Losing two of three still stings, but it hurts nowhere near what a sweep does. So it was a great job and a job well done on that Sunday. Let's move JC from the diamond to uh, some football talk. You know, it's funny, JC, being away for so long, I felt kind of kind of out of the loop, if you will. There were things that were happening day of. I'm like, Man, I really want to talk about Travian Robertson with JC or with somebody else the day it happened. But so I'm catching up a couple days late. I'm sure you're giving your thoughts. But uh, over the last week, it was a week ago today that we heard the news Jimmy Lindsay headed to Baton Rouge. A couple days later, Travian Robertson, former Gamecocks defensive lineman, and of course, he's had stints at Tulane, Georgia State, et cetera, 
hired in that same role. And, of course, for obvious reasons, that was a very, very popular decision. Your just overall thoughts on the last week. Were you surprised when Jimmy Lindsay departed for LSU? Thoughts on Travian Robertson in the job? Would you be willing to say it's an upgrade with no disrespect thrown, but would you, would you be willing to say it's an upgrade for the South Carolina coaching staff? Your just overall thoughts on the hiring of Travian Robertson. Oh, I do. And, and it's, it's really not because Jimmy Lindsay didn't do a good job. Uh, I do think it was kind of a surprise that he left. Uh, he, he did, he does have a nice salary now at LSU and, you know, as much as everybody would like to think that, you know, there's nothing but South Carolina Gamecock football out there. Uh, you know, football coaches have to go and take the best opportunity they can. And uh, being the LSU, the, the, the defensive line coach at LSU is a lot like being the running backs coach at Georgia, man. Uh, you're going to get to coach some some just absolute ballers. Uh, you can throw a rock from their campus and probably hit, you know, five four-star defensive linemen. Uh, and then it just gets deeper and deeper as you go east and west on I-10, uh, either down towards New Orleans or over towards Houston. That part of the country, Chris, is just insane when it comes to talented defensive linemen. And uh, LSU's shown that through the years, you know, and so that's a premier job. Uh, Coach O was the defensive line coach at LSU before he was the head coach, you know, and so uh, he's kind of the D-line guru out there, and so people should ask him what kind of a job that is. Uh, so hats off to Jimmy for landing it. Uh, uh, and, you know, Brian Kelly gained a good staff member, but uh, I think as far as what the Gamecocks need, uh, which is a guy that can develop players, a guy that can spot talent, a guy a lot like Torian Gray is uh, in the secondary. You know, Torian can take a five-star and get him to the NFL, or he can take a two-star and get him to the NFL. It doesn't matter. Uh, and uh, I think they, at the, on the D-line, the best defensive line coaches that have been here have been like that, uh, including Brad Lawing, uh, who's Travian's mentor, who, who we both know. Uh, nobody's done a better job with the defensive line at South Carolina than Brad Lawing. Okay, so uh, Travian coaches just like Brad Lawing. And when Brad was at Carolina, you know, the practices were open under Spurrier. Like, I think I went to every spring practice one spring. Uh, but <laughs> Brad coaches, it's it's all – when he's coaching D-line, they're constantly moving. He's a, he'll, he'll, he'll do things – he'll rep things over and over and over again until the technique is right. Uh, it's high energy. I mean, those guys, they're moving around the whole time because that's how you play the game. Uh, other coaches, and I haven't seen Jimmy Lindsay, but, you know, like one or two times before, like in that open media part of it. And there's a lot of standing during that time anyway. So I don't really know what his in-practice philosophy was, but I know what Deke Adams and Lorenzo Ward did in 2015. Mm. And you want to talk about a, just a dead, dead – I mean, and, and, hey, they played like it that year, right? And I, and uh, I can tell you, not not to cut you off, JC, but I can yeah, tell sure. you this, and I, I know he wouldn't mind me saying this because it's literally on public record on the shows that we've done. And when he came out to Tin Roof, and I went to his house, but it, he he talked about that with uh, talked about Jimmy Lindsay, and just kind of said, and again, Brad's got very high expectations, but he mentioned what you're talking about, the pace of practice. That when he was there, there was no standing around. Because he talked about guys getting reps, right? When you're constantly moving, this guy's getting 10 reps versus the way other coaches are doing it, he's getting only two or three. And, like, those reps, they all matter. So, to your point, I just wanted to echo, like, you're hitting the nail on the head. And Brad had even mentioned that to me when I'd asked him about, you know, just Jimmy Lindsay and the coaching. He's like, I like him a lot. He's like, but, you know, we practice differently. So, it is interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you continue. But it is interesting. He actually did mention that. 
Oh yeah, yeah, and that's uh, and and that that's kind of his secret sauce. And and honestly, you know, I think about John Scott Jr., who was pretty good for a year here. I think about you know as much as people complained about Lance Thompson's recruiting, and it did leave a lot to be desired. Uh, Lance got all those guys, all those the Dante Sawyers and Ulrich Joneses and and Taylor Tyler Stallworth, uh, Taylor Stallworth of the world. Lance got those guys good to where they sort of peaked in 2017 and dominated the Outback Bowl up front. If you remember that correctly, and I think Dante Sawyer led the nation in forced fumbles and stuff. And so 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 Lance coached like that, which is kind of what Coach Saban demands, you know, from a D line coach. Uh, and so, so there's that part of it, but then, you know, you can say, oh, well, he coached for this guy, therefore he's good all you want, but you really, there's no proof, uh, unless you actually look at the defensive lines, Travian's coached and here we go. Uh, Georgia state ranked maybe towards the bottom and rush defense tackles for loss, every defensive category. Um, he gets the D line coach job. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, they they have 38 and a half sacks. Jordan Strong's leading the nation in sacks. Uh, they're top three in their conference in, in all those categories. And then away they away he goes to Tulane uh, to work for a former Gamecock, Chris Hampton. Uh, Chris Hampton was kind of on the hot seat down there uh, because they had gone two and ten and weren't very good. Uh, Travian comes in the, the next year, this past year, they go ten and two. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, that's a, in the American uh, or a league like that. It's, it's, it's the offense, you know, Oh, well, they had a lot of good skill players and just lit everybody up and outscore them. No, that, that's not how Tulane won last year. In a lot of situations, they go to Kansas state and won that game against the big 12 champs on in a tough place to play by Tulane's defensive front, just dominating. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and this is Tulane, Chris, uh, number one, Trayvon didn't really get a chance to recruit there. So he's inheriting whatever he's got. Number two, uh, yes, Louisiana is full of defensive linemen. Tulane's like the eighth or ninth choice, and even at that, it's hard to get guys in that school because they're academic. So, so you're not crawling with a bunch of elite D-line talent uh, down there with the Green Wave, uh, and yet they had a very talented group. Uh, that group's improvement was a key for them going from two and eleven or two and ten to eleven and two and beating Southern Cal in the Cotton Bowl. Um, it was a banner year, and uh, Travian's position directly impacted that. So uh, I-, I said on the show, if his name was Hunter Renfro, right, <laughs> and he happened to coach the D-line and happened to go gone to Clemson and caught a, a, one of the most iconic plays in that program's history, and he had had that track record, I would want to hire Hunter Renfro. You know, all the stuff about Travian being a, a Gamecock, I mean, that that's great. And I love that. And, and that was powerful, what he said the other day. And he's absolutely right. But Carolina is getting an absolute baller of a coach, uh, you know, and it's and he's proven it, you know, through two levels of, of football where, you know, it's not that easy to win. You know, it's not that easy to put it at Georgia State. It's not that easy to get quality guys. It's not that easy at Tulane. You know, the Sun Belt's a little bit below the American. So that's two levels. And here we are, Power 5 SEC. And – uh He's back, and and I think absolutely the the, the D line can improve. I, I think the D line, Chris, has been about like a like a little bit of a B plus, you know, good. Uh, and in certain games like Kentucky last year, great. But you, you you just don't get that sense of dominance, maybe like you did 
uh, back in the day during the Spurrier era. I mean, of course, there's no Clowney or Ingram or guys like that. But even before Carolina started getting those guys, uh, a Brad Lawing coach D-line, and to some extent a Tyrone Nix coach D-line before that, you know, they get after you. And I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the Gamecocks defensive line get back to that uh, under Travian Robertson and, and with Sterling Lucas coaching the edge. And JC, you mentioned he's a Gamecock. And I think that's what's going to stand out, obviously, in all of his credentials. And I think certainly I agree, one of the up-and-comers uh, in the coaching world, the defensive line position. But how invaluable would you say it is? You know, we talked about one of the big selling points of Shane Beamer, right, when he took the head coaching job was that, hey, he cut his teeth at South Carolina. He's been at South Carolina when the Gamecocks, Gamecocks football was at its best, right? He was on the staff that went to the SEC championship in 2010. Travian Robertson's the same exact way, right? He's literally worn the garnet and black and put in the blood, sweat, and tears and been a part of South Carolina football when it's been at its best. Obviously, you can't make a living. Just let's just go hire every position coach is going to be a former player, if you will. But when it lines up this way, like when the stars align, JC, I have to imagine, I mean, it's a huge win for so many different reasons. How invaluable do you think that can be on the recruiting trail when obviously your job is to sell the program to these prospects? And Travian was once that young buck, right, that probably could have went basically anywhere and played, and he chose the Gamecocks, and the rest is history. So when you look at what it means for recruiting and just building the program and the culture that Shane Beamer's continuing to build inside the walls of that, of that, of that building, if you will, how valuable is it for South Carolina? Oh, it's huge. I mean, look, Travian Robertson, I remember his recruitment. I was uh, in my second year at Rivals.com as a national guy, and uh, he was a top 100 player out of Laurenburg, North Carolina, big defensive end. Uh, Lawing recruited him. It was an interesting recruitment because North Carolina thought they were getting him and then they weren't. And then Clemson came in and went from third to first in like a day. Uh, and they played as they often did during the Tommy Bowden era, the whole uh, you don't want to go to school in a big, bad city because it's dangerous. You know, <laughs> I used to just, uh, it, it, some of the stuff back then was crazy. Um, and, uh, and so he had decided to go to Clemson. I mean, that, that's the truth. Um, and the, they had a discussion with him and they're, well, you know, if you go to the NFL, unless you go to the Packers, uh, they're all in big city. So you're going to have to learn to live in a big city and, you know, but, he said, besides all that, you know, who do you, what coaches do you like the most? And, and where, I mean, where do you see yourself? And so in the 11th hour, the Gamecocks turned him back uh, to South Carolina. Uh, he comes in, starts a defensive end as a true freshman, then gets outgrows it, moves inside. That's, that, that's a Brad Lawing specialty as well, growing athletes and, and sliding them in or sliding them down. And he did and was part of that 2010 SEC East championship team. Um, so he played on the biggest, the biggest stage really in program history that day Carolina played in Atlanta. Um, and, and so for a kid like that, that picked the university of South Carolina uh, over, you know, some really other good options, his home state school, you know, Clemson, which at the time and still, you know, most of their players have overwhelmingly positive experiences there. Uh, and then to be able to track like he did in the press conference, you know, all the opportunities he's had in life from his wife, uh, you know, his wife and kids, his family, to his career, to the support he got in the NFL, to the opportunities fellow Gamecocks have given him uh, to get out there and pursue coaching. 
uh, you know, that that's a that's a big selling point. Sometimes they'll tell you it's a 40-year decision. I think certain players that maybe have left the program recently to chase the bag, so to speak, are finding – I wouldn't be surprised if they're not finding finding that out the hard way a little bit, that, you know, th- there's more to it uh, than just what uh, everybody seems to focus on nowadays. And Travian Robertson is a, a living example of that and can, you know, easily go back uh, and trace it and say, well, if it weren't for being a Gamecock, I wouldn't be here. Uh, and this is how special this place is. And, and when you have that kind of sales pitch, that personal deal where you can kind of, you know, back it up, uh, I think that's extremely powerful. JC, speaking of Shane Beamer, of course, Coach Beamer on the road for his welcome home tour. And uh, it, it's funny how, how I don't know what it is, but quotes – that move the needle. They always come out from those things, right? Eli Drinkwitz a couple of weeks ago talking about Brady Cook, and he'd walk out there with the ones and be our starting quarterback if we were, you know, taking the field right now. Like, there's just always these, these little tidbits that drop, and certainly that was the case uh, just yesterday as Shane Beamer spoke on the transfer portal, what have you. He said this, quote, we had a young man that wanted us to promise him a starting spot last night, and we wouldn't, so he's going to another SEC school. We're not promising starting jobs. We're here to compete. That's the first thing. End quote, and I'll say, JC, and I'm sure you were told the same thing. I was immediately contacted by someone in the program that said, Chris, make sure people know we're not talking about the Notre Dame running back because everybody thinks we're talking about the Notre Dame running back. So just overall thoughts on Shane Beamer. Again, I don't think this is anything breaking news that, hey, they're not out here in the portal promising starting jobs. you got to come in, and I'm sure they're promising the opportunity to compete for a starting job, but you're not just going to hand over a starting job like I recall Lou Holtz doing with Demetrius Summers and Kenny Irons transfers out. He goes to Auburn and the rest is history. So anyways, your thoughts just on the quote and and what's happening right now in the portal, the Gamecocks, obviously not too harshly affected Braden Davis gone. I know, I think we've talked about that a couple weeks ago, but uh, just thoughts on his comments and what is going on right now, the action that's taking place behind the scenes in the portal, if you will. Yeah. um, I, I, I'm going to speculate that that's that uh, offensive lineman from Oklahoma State. They sort of were talking about, um, or is it Tulsa? Tulsa, it was, I think. It, I know there's Tulsa. one they offered from Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa. Yeah. It was the kid from Tulsa because uh, Shane said, let him just go on to another SEC school. He had just visited Auburn. Uh, Auburn's got, you know, a lot of needs <laughs> up front uh, and across the board. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did say, "Hey, you can come in and start," and uh, and and maybe he was looking for the same for Carolina. And Carolina said, "Nope, sorry." I mean, uh, and that's that's the right move if you think about it. When you're talking about the O line, is you know, and I had a chance, Chris. You know, we had a lot of the, I think probably six of the O linemen, uh, including Jalen Nichols, uh, at the events for Carolina Rise this past weekend. They are a older, tight knit group, and, and heck, most of them have been around five, six years, right? <laughs> uh, and uh, they, you don't. I think it would be unwise to promise anyone at that position something, um, you know, with the tightness of that group, because it could really wreck your cohesiveness. Because you got to work as a team up front, and Carolina's going to kind of. Uh, transition a little bit. The name, I mean, they need this group this year to have their best play their best ball. Uh, and then because the next year they're going to be probably a little more talented but younger, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
And so I wouldn't upset that apple cart at all, no matter how much you think you may need a right tackle. So that's my speculation that it's him. But no, it's not the it's not the running back from Notre Dame at all, uh, Logan Diggs, um, or any uh, potential defensive end uh, candidates. Uh, uh, so with, about the process of elimination, there, uh, my speculation is, is is that offensive lineman from Tulsa. And speaking of the Auburn Tigers, by the way, JC, just on a side note, I'm not sure if you saw this, Michigan State transfer quarterback Peyton Thorne has officially committed to Auburn. So maybe Hugh Freeze just mm. got his uh, his quarterback. Before we get you out of here, JC, I, I will let you speak on, by the way, we have not spoken since the Carolina Rise events. Just give everybody an update on how those went, any future plans with Carolina Rise and any more events that may be coming down the pipeline. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we had a great uh, couple of days. It was a fundraiser. The Columbia event was kind of a – a VIP mixer kind of feel to it because Monty Lee, Justin Parker, Mark Kingston, uh, the great Scott Wingo, uh, Ethan Petrie, and uh, Jack Mahoney from the baseball program all came out. Carrie Rich and Eddie Shannon from the men's basketball program came out. Uh, and then we had, uh, I think, 14 football players that hung out. And, uh, you know, this is an event where a lot of kids showed up. The, 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 the players, uh, we're great with the kids, signing things, spending time with them, answering questions, taking pictures. Uh, and then in Charleston, it was more of a, a fan fest kind of atmosphere. Uh, we had 175 total people there at Home Team Barbecue in Mount Pleasant. Uh, cocktail waitresses for adult beverages, barbecue buffet. Uh, a lot of our sponsors were there, including Electric Bikes of Charleston. The, the football players got to go out and ride those bikes. And I think they were real fired up about it. And, and then they sold about three electric bikes there too. So it was worth their while. Um, and just a fantastic day. Uh, Vershawn Lee won the wing eating contest twice. His wow. technique and pacing is unrivaled. <laughs> I mean, it's unrivaled. I've never, I mean, that dude, he's got to call up Kobayashi because that dude's coming for him uh, one day, you know. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. And um, I couldn't have been more impressed with, how the Carolina football players, you know, some of them I've met over the years, some of them I haven't. Uh, as a whole, every single one of them was great. Um, you know, Carolina Rise, we, we, we've, uh, we continue to grow. I'd encourage everybody to go to carolinarise.com. And uh, if you want to contribute to the NIL thing, it's, it's pretty simple. You did $10 a month or whatever. Um, but our next event's going to be a VIP tailgate uh, in the season. It's probably, we're, you know, if it's a night game in Charlotte, we're probably going to do it in Charlotte up there have some live entertainment and all that. If not, if the Furman games at night, we'll probably do it in Columbia the next week. Uh, but this, unlike the other events that are fundraisers, right? We're trying to make money, right? That's, that's, that's no, there's no bones about it. This is something to where if you're a member, this is our way of giving back to you. So you're talking, you know, big catered meal, entertainment, giveaways. You're probably going to get to meet some baseball players because they're not in season and they're clients of ours. Uh, and uh, beer and uh, drinks and fun stuff uh, all on the house for probably about like $10 a ticket. Plus, if you're a certain level of member of Carolina Rise, you're going to get free tickets anyway. So we're really looking forward to that just from kind of like a hanging out, having fun kind of standpoint, you know, uh, and giving back to our members. But uh, there'll be some more fundraisers and, and different types of events. Uh, down the road with them it's you know you kind of have different streams with these things and memberships was our first one and events are going to be one products uh, experiences uh, what have you all in the name of raising money for these players so that's uh, that's kind of our goal and it, it all goes back to them and uh, we couldn't have been more thrilled with the response for a first time event 
Love to hear that. JC, I promise one final thing, and then I'll get you out of here. I, I should have asked this earlier, but uh, speaking on the transfer portal, man, can you give us any update on have there any been any new top targets that have come about in regards to the running back position, the edge position, any other positions? Like, what does that look like? And then recruiting, like, what is the landscape of that right now? I know it's sort of a dead period, right? Graduations tomorrow, guys aren't on campus. I know things really heat up in June with the visits and all the camps and all that different stuff. But uh, transfer portal and your high school recruiting, like, wh where do we sit right now? And do you expect anything to kind of come down the uh, or come to fruition down the pipeline, if you will? Yeah, I think with the transfer portal right now, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's a critical time here these next few days uh, as far as information goes and, and, and leaks and uh, names and, and things like that. But you, you guys see the names that have been out there. I mean, we, we've mentioned some already here on this podcast. Uh, I think that, you know, we'll get some concrete answers probably following the weekend as to exactly what's going to happen in a lot of the cases. And then, in a couple of additional cases, <laughs> uh, I think it may be a month or longer, uh, including one hot rumor that's not really a rumor that's out there <laughs> uh, uh, that could go a number of different directions. But, um, you know, it, it really is kind of just the guys you've been hearing floating around. As far as uh, high school recruiting goes, right now what I've noticed, that the staff is still technically able to be on the road. It's still an evaluation period. I've noticed a lot of 2025 offers going out. Uh, last year around this time, this is when guys like Michael Smith got their offer, uh, you know, the, the linebacker from Marietta that's committed, um, you know, some of those early commits, Cam Pringle, you know, guys like that. Uh, and so, that you, you know, you work a year in advance because, you know, these guys will be ready to commit in nine months. Uh, and so I think that's kind of been the focus. You go out, you evaluate, you watch some spring practice on the high school level. Uh, if you're recruiting the state of Florida, heck, they have full contact uh, high school games in the spring. They call them jamborees. I think I think there was just like one half, but mm. it's full contact and they keep score. Uh, so those are great evaluation tools. Uh, I know when I was evaluating players uh, for Rivals ESPN 24-7, I love this time of year because – this is when you really get into the discovery part of it, and especially those next classes. Um, and that was my favorite part. I didn't really have a, a whole lot of interest in tracking down kids and getting them to tell me where they're going to school. But uh, I like that part of it. And so uh, that's what the coaches are doing now. And then, of course, it's full speed ahead with 2024 visits uh, in the month of June. And, man, what a group of talented guys. They already have scheduled, and there's going to be more, Chris. And this class, uh, if things break their way, uh, it could be, you know, uh, really one. It, it will be what everyone else calls a breakthrough class, you know, and because uh, the ranking will be high enough uh, for the alleged experts out there to uh, talk about it in that manner. Give the permission, if you will, to do that. <laughs> Love to hear it. J.C. Sherbert inside the Gamecocks of the Big Spur. J.C., appreciate you as always, man. Again, thank you so much for being flexible with your schedule. Thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. And uh, looking forward to it again next week, my friend. Have a great weekend. Yes, sir. You have a great weekend, Chris. We'll see all you guys later. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. J.C. Sherbert of Inside the Gamecocks. Always fun stuff talking with J.C. Guys, in case you missed it or in case you forgot, we're going till 2.30 today because of our 30-minute delay start. So we're going to jump into a break. But on the other side, I want to hear from you. More of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow.
right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Again, guys, in case you missed it, we're going till 2.30, not 2 o'clock today because of our delayed start. Uh, thanks to the folks over at Inside the Gamecocks who had me on the show at noon today. So, again, thank you so much to J.C. Sherbert taking the time. Appreciate those guys having me on the show. And we will rock until 2.30 this afternoon. So, would love to hear from you all. Your questions, comments, and calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. I tell you what, this Alabama baseball thing gets crazier by the second. Bohannon contacted former high school coach to place the bet per a report. Like, the little action that college baseball gets... Did they not? Did they not think somebody would? Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Notice, would notice a a, a bet on that game? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, guys, Robbie Davis texts in, says, what's up, Chris? It's Robbie Davis, a.k.a. the Zaxby's Hall of Famer. In case you did not know, the Saturday game or the Sunday game will be on the SEC Network. Yes, SEC Network. So, SEC Network Plus tonight and tomorrow. Sunday's game on the big channel, SEC Network at 2 o'clock. Of course, a 6.30 first pitch tonight and then 2 o'clock Saturday and Sunday. Um, hopefully, weather will not give us any problems. Let's take a look at the weather in Lexington. Uh, let's see. Lexington, Kentucky. The weather for the weekend looks like this. Perfect tonight, high of 75. Uh, perfect tomorrow, high of 77, 6% chance of rain. Sunday, high of 78, 58% chance of rain with scattered thunderstorms. So you would think it would not pose a problem in regards to getting that third game in. Should not be an issue. Crazy weekend, by the way. Six, all six ranked SEC teams will be on the road. We on the road. In case you missed it, guys, Auburn landed transfer quarterback as the former Michigan State transfer, Peyton Thorne. Thorne was a 61% passer with 6,493 yards, a 49 to 24 touchdown interception ratio at Michigan State. So, Peyton Thorne headed to Auburn. Headed to Auburn. How about it? Big pickup for Hugh Freeze. Big pickup for Hugh Freeze. 
Again, guys, 843-790-3377. of the podcast also dropped this morning. Check that out, a full breakdown of the weekend. I've got the Gamecocks taking two of three. I've got the Gamecocks taking two of three this weekend in Lexington. I think South Carolina will get the job done. I think they'll bounce back. They've, they've shown they'll bounce back to adversity the right way all season long. Right, so I expect that to continue. Um, I think it'll be a successful weekend for the Yard Cops. So, Josh Reichley, I saw Georgia and UNC fans all decked out in their colors at the spring game. Did you, Josh Reichley? Yeah, I don't know how much the bet was. They didn't say how much it was. Haven't heard anything of how much the bets were. So. Anyways, guys, happy Cinco de Mayo, by the way. For those that celebrate, happy happy Cinco de Mayo. Um, guys, I talked about it earlier in the week, the impact of Travian Robertson, and it's why, again, I had put out all my thoughts on Travian, how great of a hire it was, and how awesome it is to have him back home. So, I mean, that was one of the reasons, amongst many reasons, you knew that the YouTube comments that were not us were complete bullshit because – I had literally already given my thoughts on Travian Robertson, and I also didn't have access to internet being in Nassau. So that's another little factor. Either way, though, anyways, back to the main point. I think it's a great hiring. Uh, we're working on right now, guys, getting back, sitting down with Brad Lawing in person at his place. You know, we did that last year in the month of, I believe it was actually May when I did that. So looking forward to sitting down, conversating with Brad Lawing. Uh, really good stuff. He always gives us some great insight. And I know he'll have a lot of great things to say. Uh, about Travian Robertson and, and Travian getting the job, if you will. So really looking forward to that. Um, but obviously, I mean, I think a great addition. And I think JC made a great point, too. It's not just a great addition because, you know, he was a Gamecock. I mean, this is a dude that's an up-and-comer in the coaching ranks from the defensive side and the defensive front. So I think a great addition. You know, we're not trying to sit here and and talk negatively on Jimmy Lindsay, but it, al- it always kind of – it would al- it was always interesting to me that Jimmy Lindsay – did not catch the same heat that, we'll say, a Greg Atkins caught on the offensive line, right? When the offensive line struggled, everybody wanted to go after Atkins. We needed a new O-line coach. Jimmy Lindsey somehow never got that pressure. He never felt that pressure. Even though the run defense has been shoddy at best the last two seasons. So, either way, you know, you wish Jimmy Lindsey didn't with the best. He obviously is a damn good football coach if he's going to LSU, I think the Gamecocks are in a great position with Travian Robertson taking over, and I, I think sooner rather than later, you're going to see his impact on this defensive front, no doubt. So really excited for it. It's a win all across the board uh, from the on-field production side to the recruiting side, everything in between. So uh, really ex- really happy and excited to have Travian Robertson, a.k.a. also friend of the show, Travian Robertson, who we had on back in 2019. Really exciting to have him back. Uh, in Columbia. Really good stuff. Um, Landon White, we need to win tonight. Yeah, got to get off to a good start. Yep, you're on the road. I agree with you. I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, if you don't win tonight, if you don't win tonight, you know, forget about it. But on the road, huge series for Kentucky, right? They need that statement win type of deal. They're going to come out fired up. Got to get the dub tonight. It all starts with Will Sanders. I know we've said that over and over and over and over again, and I sound like a broken record. But you need your guy, Will Sanders, to set the tone for you. I mean, you absolutely do. Absolutely do. So, um, 
you know, we'll see if he can, but y- you need him to be at his best for sure. Need him to be at his best. Guys, again, the phone lines are open. Um, Panic Ritter says, Chris, I learned a lot from the comedy shows at the cruise. Did you? Okay, I did not know that, Panic Ritter. I did not know that. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Uh, let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Bruin Nation and John Edwards talking the Braves. I wish Soroka would come up next week. Arcia's 10 to 14 days. Iglesias back. I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched a Braves game probably since I went. I did see where Ronald Acuna Jr. fouled the ball off his knee and whatever his status is. I mean, that guy has some of the worst luck when it comes to injuries, man. Has some of the worst luck when it comes to injuries. So, um, anyways, appreciate y'all. Again, guys, we've entered the month of May, which it's interesting because – you know, with college baseball and with a season South Carolina's having, you know, baseball's in full swing. And so it's it's certainly not the off season, but we are creeping for football. It definitely is, right? It definitely is. It's it's a it's a fun time of year. I enjoy it, no doubt. Uh, we're past spring practice, we're past spring ball, and now we're truly into the heat of baseball. And we get to talk baseball day in, day out, every single day. Uh, but before you know it, man, football will be here. Hey, May twenty fifth. About three weeks, three weeks from yesterday, 20 days from today, 100 days until kickoff, and we will start our countdown. That'll be a lot of fun. Also, hey, don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on it. The NCAA football season simulation series, and my good friend Jeff Gulledge been asking about that. It'll be here before you know it. It'll be here before you know it, my friend. Going to be a lot of fun, man. Going to be a lot of fun. Again, I appreciate your love and your support. I know things can get a little bit wacky on social media, what have you. Kind of hit the fan, if you will. Hey, the love, the support, all that, it always outweighs everything else. So thank you all so much. we got some big things happening in the works in regards to retail merchandise, in regards to uh, some of the things we're executing on, in regards to planning the TSUS Summer Tour. That's in the works. Merchandise, new merchandise, of course. The Beamer Ball to the Moon Tour shirts were a massive success during the Carolina Alehouse Tour. We are actually, within the next, I'll say the next week or so, we are going to drop those to the masses on TSUS.store. And it won't just be black t-shirts. You'll have the option, garnet, black, or white, to purchase those. So really, really excited, guys. Also got some things in the works behind the scenes of merchandise in regards to getting a new vendor if you will i'm actually meeting up with these guys next week so looking forward to that so a lot of things happening behind the scenes uh really really exciting stuff and again i appreciate each and every single one of you for your love and your support because without you guys tsus would not be what it is and what it's becoming and i cannot say thank you all enough truly yeah that alabama baseball thing man it's crazy that bama baseball thing is 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 wild I, i just I don't know why you do that. Like, I, I just genuinely do not know. I mean, I know for some people, gambling is an addictive thing. I can tell you, for me, it's not. On the cruise, I lost 30 bucks, and I was done, right? I lost 30 bucks, and I was done. It's not an addicting thing for me. I also said to myself, hey, I'm going to gamble. Why play blackjack? I'll just gamble on sports because I know sports. That doesn't mean I'm going to win every pick, but, like, I at least am educated on sports enough to give myself a much better chance. Right. So anyways, I, but I, you know, so I know that guys are, are addicted when it comes to gambling, but I just don't, I just don't understand. Why would you do that? Which I guess we know why. And if he knew why he maybe wouldn't have done it. So 
Anyways, crazy, crazy developments in the SEC. And cannot wait, cannot wait for um, this series tonight to get going. Gamecocks in Kentucky. Lynn Turner, what color Yardcock shirt would you like? I can do a women's cut, no doubt, Lynn. If you'd like to shoot me a DM, we can communicate that way. But uh, I can definitely make that for you, Lynn Turner, if that's something you'd be interested in. And if there's, again, if there's anything on our store, you see it right here at TSUS.store. If there's anything on our store you want in youth sizes, you want in a women's cut shirt, you want in just a different variant, if you will, please reach out to me directly and let me know because we can most likely do it. We can most likely do it. Yeah, Lynn, shoot me a DM because, we again, we can most likely do it. You'd be surprised how many different things we can make, truly. So um, I appreciate that, Lynn. Shoot me the DM, what have you. Let me know what you're looking for, what you're interested in, and I will get that made for you. I think the only thing we can't do with the women's cut shirt, I don't think they have garnet. I, I, I don't think they have garnet. I will double check, but I do not think they've got a garnet variant. Again, I could be wrong. Um, but either way, either way, we shall see. We shall see. I'll check on that for you. Let's see. How about the news from Montague Rames? Sports talk reporting that uh, looks like he's going to enroll at a junior college. But you know what? You know what? I hope it works out where he can come back. I mean, it, it, it's tough because, hey, he's a young dude. Young dudes make mistakes. Wrong place, wrong time, what have you. Hopefully, it's something where he can bounce back and, and go through JUCO and then come back to South Carolina and have a great career. Because, obviously, the, 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 the talent's not in question you know, from some of the things he's posted, he seems like a good kid, got his head on straight, especially now. And he's unfortunately having to learn a hard lesson. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, Brian Alexander. I... David Barnes, what's the most underrated football uni combo in your opinion? Most underrated? I mean, dude, I, I'd probably say most underrated is white garnet white. Just our classic... Home, white, garnet, white. If I wasn't going to say that, David Barnes, I'd say white, black, white. I don't know what it is with Shane Beamer. He doesn't like to wear black uniforms. I, We don't really wear black uniforms. I, I don't know what it is, David. Um, I mean, I, I, I love our unis, don't get me wrong, but I could go down. We could, dude, we could spend two hours a day just talking about the uniforms, my friend. We, we really could. We really could. So, but yeah, for me, I, I just love the traditional white, garnet, white. Like, if it was me, if it was me, these would be our uniforms. At home, our base uni would be white, garnet, white. On the road, our base uni would be stormtroopers, white, white, white. We would then have alternates, the black magic throwback alternate, garnet helmet with the white circle, Black jerseys with Gamecocks across the chest and the white pants with the striping that goes with those, I think that is a no-brainer. I would roll out something like the 69 ACC Championship throwback uniforms. I think that'd be a cool alternate. Also, I think Big Game Garnet as an alternate. If you want to go black helmets with that, Garnet tops, Garnet bottoms, that seems to be Shane Beamer's version of Big Game Garnet. I'd be down with that as an alternate. On the road... Black, white, white, black, white, black. There's a lot of different alternates you can go with, right? So I'd have alternates, but I would have those two main ones as our base uniforms. And finally, and I don't know why we don't do this. I know some people will cringe and say, oh my God, you know, why, we're not good at it. Guys, 
all black. Black helmets, black jerseys, black pants. There are so many schools that force all black or that force black uniforms or black helmets. (laughs) Tennessee, I'm talking about you. There's so many schools that force the color black that don't even have it in their color palette. And South Carolina does, and for whatever reason, we choose not to wear it. Make all black great again. Why not rock the all black uniforms? I'm not saying every game, but once a year. Like once a year, it would make sense. Make all black great again. I, again, I don't know why we don't wear it. I know some will say, oh, you know, we, we, we're not good in those uniforms. Like, dude, come on. Like, come on, man. I'm not saying wear it every game. But here's the thing, Ethan. See, he says blackout unis, although something bad usually happens when we wear them. We've won. We've won in all black. We have. We have won in all black. I'm not saying do a blackout in the stadium. Now, I agree with you that that doesn't tend to work out very well for us. But all black uniforms, dude, why not? Why not? Again, we're white, black, white. I mean, that... Some form of the black uniforms. I don't understand why Why we don't. Ethan says, was not a fan of the Block C throwback helmets this past year against SC State. Ethan, it wasn't that I necessarily like hated those helmets. It was the fact that nothing else went with it. Like, if you're going to do throwbacks, do throwbacks the right way. Don't do throwbacks with just the helmet. You know what I mean? And I think it was a a thing where Spencer Rattler really liked the helmet. He wanted to wear it. I totally get that. That's fine. But why not create the entire throwback set of what we wore when we wore those helmets? Hey, how about the George Rogers throwbacks of that helmet with the humongous C and the stars? And, dude, that would make some fans shed a tear. That would make some fans shed a tear. For real. Seeing that, seeing that jersey. I mean, there was people when they saw the black magic uniforms that like literally shed a tear because it reminded them of the Gamecocks football they grew up watching. Right. So again, we could talk, I could talk uniforms all day. I could literally talk uniforms all day long. I could because I love talking about it. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, I I, <laughs> I could literally go on. And, on, and that's something, guys, probably in the month of, depending on if South Carolina is still playing baseball, which hopefully they are. But at some point this offseason, maybe in the month of July, maybe that first two weeks of July, if you will, uh, we'll drop all those top five lists again, what have you, right? List season will return. And uh, you guys will see my, my favorite uniform combos, both home and away. Guys, that being said, hey, let's jump into one final break on the other side. We'll close out the show and we'll take into the weekend More of your questions, comments, calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final 10 minutes or so in the Daily Crow, taking your questions, your comments, your calls as well. 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Again, guys, thank you all so much for the love, for the support. I'm glad we were able to knock out this show today. Uh, Of course, getting back from being out of town late yesterday and looking forward to getting back into the swing of things and really the grind next week with the podcast dropping as normal Monday and Thursday. 
Uh, TDC rocking all five days next week, noon to two, as normal. It'll be a normal week in regards to our content schedule. And then next weekend, guys, next weekend, we will have the live stream watch-alongs for South Carolina series against the Arkansas Razorbacks, which will be played in Fayetteville. We'll go live for all three games. Really looking forward to it. Going to be a lot of fun. Guys, also, in case you kind of forgot just with what time of year it is for us, if you will, uh, month of July, which is not that far off, which is crazy to say, Right now, we're Monday, Thursday for the podcast. We will go back to the Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule for the podcast starting the beginning of July. So looking forward to that. I will say, though, the Monday, Thursday schedule has done really well, especially with the Daily Crow supplementing everything. Of course, we never miss anything uh, because of this live show. And again, I just want to say yet again, thank you all so much for the continued love and support. You guys are truly what keep us going, and, and why, one, of the, one of the main reasons I'm so fired up and excited day in, day out to wake up and, and do what I do, man. I, I love what I do. It's, 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 it's a blessing. You know, I was hearing people on the cruise, and, you know, again, I don't take for granted how much of a blessing this is because I know for most folks, you know, you're, you're on a vacation or whatever, and I, and I used to be this way, right? I used to be this way where – you know, I'd be on vacation, and towards the end of vacation, you start to get that. Oh man, you know, I, you know, you start to you start to like almost feel bad that it's over, and I got to go back to the real world, and oh, we got to deal with this and that. And like, I'm the opposite now, man. Like, I'm like, I can't wait to get back. Like, I'm excited to get back after it. Like, I love what I do, man. Like, I I leap out of bed every single morning, truly, to produce content and to get after it and. Um, a lot of it has to do with you guys and the conversations we have and the banter and, um, and the support that we feel from you guys and the love, if you will. And it's, it's just a blast, man. So thank you all so much. I mean, I'm having so much fun in my life and my day-to-day life. And, um, you know, it's the people that make the difference. Truly it's the people that make the difference. And I, I just can't say thank you guys enough for your never ending love and support. Graham Holden says, need to go with a cleaner for simplistic looks whenever Beamer decides to get new jerseys. Like 2004, if I'm recalling, glossy black helmets. My guy who lives in Anderson, who's my good buddy, he would agree with you. He loves that glossy black helmet. He does. He loves it. He loves it. So, I don't know, man. I, I've been really surprised, honestly, that uh, that Shane Beamer has not put his own spin on the helmets. I have. I've been surprised. I've been damn near shocked at that. I've been damn near shocked at that. So, I don't know. By the way, congratulations to all the Gamecocks that are graduating tomorrow. Congratulations. Of course, uh, graduation taking place tomorrow. One of our very own in the Big Cock Club, Brendan M. He will walk across the stage tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow morning, whenever graduation is. So, congrats to all of the graduates. Exciting stuff for you all, truly. Exciting stuff for you all. Really, really great stuff. Something to be proud of. And welcome to the quote-unquote real world. <laughs> welcome to it. Welcome to it. No, it's, it's an awesome thing, man. Awesome thing. And those graduating, you should be very proud of a job well done and uh, excited for the next chapter, for sure. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Circus Sports has dropped their latest college baseball national champion odds. LSU sits at the, as the favorite at plus 500. Wake Forest is plus 700. The third best odds, 
South Carolina at plus 800. It's crazy. I think our good our good friend, Bad Brad, in the Big Cock Club Discord, I think he got the game cost. He said like plus 2,500 or something like that or plus 2,000 or something crazy. So how about it? How about it? You then go down the list. Florida's plus 1,100. Arkansas plus 1,400. Vandy plus 1,400. Tennessee plus 1,600. Then you get into Virginia plus 1,900. Stanford plus 2,300. Then Texas plus 3,500. Uh, yeah, so anyways, you go down the list. Clem sucks at plus 12,000, plus 12,000. Um, yeah, yeah, so the odds have been updated. The Gamecocks, plus still really good odds. Still still a lot of value there. There's still a lot of value there. If you want to take South Carolina, plus 2,500. Graham Holden says, please stop with the garnet face mask on the white helmet. It is so tacky, Graham. I feel like that's going to be a bold take. Let's pose it to the masses. Garnet face masks, they have become a staple of the Shane Beamer era. Are you a fan or are you not? And if you are a fan, would you like to see them become a permanent thing? Would you like to see them switch back and forth between the garnet face mask and the black face mask, what do you prefer when it comes to South Carolina's helmets? Garnet face masks or black face masks? Where do you stand on the face mask banter, if you will? I, I'll tell you this, me personally, I like the black face mask more. I, I think it's one of those things, goes, got those guys, you, I think you sort of gravitate to whatever uniforms the Gamecocks were wearing when you first became a fan of them, right? Whenever your peak fandom kind of set in those are the uniforms that you you enjoy the most like for me for example I've told you guys a story many times end of 02 beginning of 03 that's when it really you know I was uh, 11 or 12 at the time I was 12 in 2003 uh, so that's when it really clicked for me like you know how important Gamecocks football was and how important uh, or just what being a Gamecock fan was you know it was my grandfather that got me into it so that's when it clicked right so you know, I, I like the 04 uniforms, but it was the 05 for me that, that really stuck out and I really attached myself to, right? I, I love the traditional three helmet stripes. I, I love the uniforms, the block C on the shoulder and the big numbers and the big Carolina. I love the pants with the three stripes down the side, if you will. So those were naturally the uniforms that I, I, I gravitated towards. Also, hey, the, the 09 and, and 10 uniforms, I loved those as well, right? Because again, I was a... Freshman in college in 2009, 2010, that 09 to 10, if you will, I was a freshman in college, uh, was 18 years old. And it was one of those things where, you know, you, 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 att you attach to those as well, right? You attach to those as well. So uh, I, I sort of gravitated towards those uniforms. And I feel like whatever, like if you grew up in the 90s, you love the garnet helmet with the white circle, right? So I, it, there's, some, there's a lot of bias in it, no doubt. And you're probably never going to make everyone happy. But uh I don't know. I, I just, I will be really surprised if Beamer doesn't put his spin on the UDs. Maybe he won't. Maybe he doesn't care, right? Like maybe Shane Beamer doesn't care. I, I don't know. I don't know how he wouldn't care, but maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't. So anyways, guys, as we close out, do not forget episode 781 of the Spurs Up Show dropped this morning, a full breakdown of this weekend's series. Guest interviews will return next week. Of course, also on TDC, 
We'll have Mark Rogers Monday, Mark Ryan Wednesday, J.C. Sherbert Thursday, and, of course, we'll have a guest interview on the podcast on Thursday as well. Uh, in the meantime, of course, this weekend, guys, we'll be covering all the games, watching the games, tuned in, locked in. You already know the drill. And, again, so grateful, thankful for each and every single one of you guys. Let me say again, because I did not get to talk with you on TDC on Friday of last week, the spring tour was a massive success. Thank you all so much to those who came out, who showed love, who showed support. And, guys, whether one shows up or 100 show up, it's a win all the same. So thank you all. I appreciate it. And grateful to say that many more than one are showing up these days. So looking forward to the summer tour. Uh, looking forward to getting back out on the road late July and throughout the month of August as we get you ready for the 2023 football season. And, of course, in the meantime, hey, baseball is rolling right now as we're in the month of May. Three regular season weekends left. Enjoy all the baseball, folks, because before you know it, it'll be Friday of the SEC tournament week or it'll be Friday of the regionals beginning, and we'll have that to discuss and that to talk about. going to be a ton of fun. Guys, Hey, we've hit 2.30. Thank you all so much again. Back to the normal schedule next week with podcast Monday and Thursday and TDC rocking noon to 2 each and every single day. But, guys, in the meantime, hey, enjoy your weekend. Happy Cinco de Mayo, by the way, for those that celebrate. Enjoy your weekend. Go Cox. Beat Kentucky. And we will talk to you all on Monday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.